Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Uh, welcome back to Hour 2 of 4 of The George Show right here on 710 KNUS. Be with you till 10, then Chuck Kirk for a couple hours, Dennis Prager for a couple after that. That's Seb Gorka from 1, I think it's 1 to 4 or 2 to 4, and I can't remember. I'm sure Crowley's like, I gave you the lineup. You, It's true, but it, I know that ends at 4 because we get Brandon Tatum on from 4 to 7, and then BTs and I are back uh, tomorrow from 6 to 10 a.m. My thanks to Drs. Richter and Snyder. As always, they uh, give up some of their time to come out here and hang out with us. I wish it was like every week we could at least get them on the phone for a segment of What's in Your Mouth or something like that. But I thought that was a great call. We ended up, too, by the way, for reasons nobody understands with the technology, um, uh, losing out on that last You Choose the News. I don't know if we build that into the loser edition tomorrow, Billy, or not, but we've just, we just don't have it. Um, something, some things that took place yesterday, huge people getting out of the race. One of them is named Bill Belichick because <laughs> he got out of the NFL race big time when he was uh, fired by the Patriots organization after 24 years, undeniably one of the most successful football coaches in the history of the sport. The real question is going to be, was it Bill Belichick or was it Tom Brady? I mean, that that's the thing that's going to haunt him. Another coach that is out is a guy named Pete Carroll. Now, he's still got a good enough reputation with the Seahawks organization that he's going to continue to play some role there, but he is no longer going to be the head coach. Those are two huge things. You would think that Pete Carroll would have gotten more credit. I realize they were 9-8 and they missed the playoffs, but you were you would think he would get more credit for having orchestrated his end of the greatest NFL trade disaster in history, which was the Russell Wilson trade with the Broncos. I mean, if we had the bad end of that, then he's got to have credit for the good end of that. But he's out at the Seahawks. And then, of course, the news that Nick Saban is going to retire from Roll Tide, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Also, perhaps one of the most successful college coaches in, uh, in college history. Not great by the way, as an NFL coach. When he dipped out of LSU and did that little stint at, in Miami, I think he proved there's just a difference there. Then he goes to Alabama. Guys, is is at least as successful, if not more successful, than Bear Bryant. Uh, he'll be legendary. He'll go down in history. Hopefully he'll still do those Aflac commercials with Prime, who uh, I will continue to cheer for until he's no longer the head coach of the CU Buffs. Go Buffs. Uh, some others, uh, another person that dipped out of their competition was a guy named Chris Christie. Now, if I'm the first person to tell you that you haven't turned on a TV set, a radio, or your news feed, Chris Christie jumped out yesterday. I'm intrigued by the timing, by the way, because there was a lot of stuff set yesterday. There was that that fifth GOP debate where they'd whittled the field down to just uh, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. And, and that's just based off of polling. And then you had Vivek um, having a snit 
over the fact that they have their own polling that shows that they met the cutoff, and then it was, well, you guys are stupid. Nobody watches TV anyway. You should turn the TV off. It's horrible. And we'll get to that sound. Uh, I think Billy had. In fact, you know what, Billy? Maybe now's as good a time as any when we're talking Vivek Ramaswamy. He did not show up in either a Fox-sponsored town hall, as DJT did, or on the stage for the Iowa debates but he did run an ad and billy do you know if that ad was on tv or was it just social media my understanding is it ran on tv during the debate isn't that funny because the way it ends so <laughs> it ran on tv during the ads uh, let's uh, let's give listeners a taste i'm vivek ramaswamy and i approve this message the mainstream media is trying to rig the iowa gop caucus in favor of the corporate candidates who they can control don't fall for their trick they don't want you to hear from me about the truth of what really happened on January 6th, the truth about the COVID origin, the Hunter Biden laptop story, and everything else they have lied to you about. So you can fix that. Take your remote and turn this off. He just went full Stephen Tubbs on that, which Billy pointed out to me, and I realized, oh, my God, yeah, he totally ripped off Stephen Tubbs. I, I'm going to give him credit for having created that. But uh, it's interesting that he would advertise on TV to say, please turn off the TV. That's just, I found that fascinating. I don't think anybody did that. But um, he's clearly uh, bitter and desperate at having not been allowed on the stage. If you follow him on social media, and I do, not intentionally, but the people, Elon and the people at X think I want to know more about Vivek because my news feed, my little Twitter feed is crushed with Vivek stuff. This guy has gone full on, I don't know how to describe it. I don't want to say it's all conspiracy because it's not, but this dude has definitely carved his part of the race out there, and he is now going to be the guy. And, and, and it started a, a while ago with this when he was throwing punches at Haley, but this is going to be the guy standing out there on his island as I'm the only truth seeker. I am not in the pocket of any corporate interests because he can't attract them. And uh, it's Haley and DeSantis. Like, he has these recurring tweets that, that begin with things like, here's the plot. The plot is Donald Trump will be replaced by two corp one of two corporate candidates. And then Biden will be replaced by la, la, la. And, and I'm just like, dude, please, man. If that happens, I'm going to come back on air here if they let me, of course, and say, man, I couldn't have been stupider. But my hope is that when it doesn't happen that way, he comes out on the air and says, you know what? <laughs> I did not see this coming. Uh, it didn't turn out that way. But Vivek, not in the conversation. Chris Christie, however, was. He wouldn't have made the debate stage anyway based on his polling numbers. But where he was doing well was New Hampshire. And he was coming in like third in New Hampshire. DeSantis behind him at fourth and uh, Vivek somewhere else back there. Um, actually, you know what? Vivek had had 8%. Chris, I can't remember the number Christie had, but I think Vivek was behind all of them. Nonetheless, he's out of the race. Um, Chris Christie bowed out. I think nobody ever thought he was going to win, including Chris Christie, but that wasn't his role. His role was, I don't want to, his role was, he was a spoiler, but it was never going to go the way that I think he wanted it to go. I don't know that he knew that Donald Trump would be as immune from criticism and having punches thrown as it. I think they thought they would goad Trump into getting on the stage with Christie. That would have been interesting. 
but there was no need for a guy who's 30-plus points ahead to ever do that. So Chris Christie announced yesterday that he is leaving the race. Billy has found sort of a compilation, if you will, of sound from that. Billy, what do you got? That nobody would tell the truth in this race about what's really at stake. And no one would tell the truth about Donald Trump. Imagine just for a moment if 9-11 had happened with Donald Trump behind the desk. The first thing he would have done was run to the bunker to protect himself. He would have put himself first before this country. And anyone who is unwilling to say that he is unfit to be president of the United States is unfit themselves to be president of the United States. And it's clear to me tonight that there isn't a path for me to win the nomination, which is why I'm suspending my campaign tonight for president of the United States. Sounds like he's done talking. Is that true? Yeah, okay. I just wanted to (laughs) make sure I knew that those were the last words Chris Christie was speaking as an official candidate. And it sounds like that. If you listen to the rest of his talk, he thunders away at Donald Trump and, you know, does some things like asks the question, what would the founders of this country have thought of the idea of a guy who is accused of four separate felonies basically it's 90 something but four separate felony cases facing a potential felony conviction um becoming president of the united states and uh, he invokes the name of washington he invokes the name of hamilton and some others and all that other stuff um he uh he gives a speech that isn't uncharacteristic of what he's done on the whole campaign trail But I know that it was particularly harsh because on the NBC analysis, folks, hang on a point of personal privilege here. Hey, I love you, buddy. Do great things today at school, okay? And get your brother. (laughs) Um, Lawrence O'Donnell came out on this NBC analysis. Please don't ask me how I ended up getting caught up listening to these people wail away at uh, Donald Trump. But... uh, Pardon me. Um, But Lawrence O'Donnell says, best thing I've ever heard from Chris Christie. I've never liked a single thing that he's ever said, no speech that he's ever given, except for this one. And instantly I thought, man, this must have been horrific. I mean, this must have just been a horrible speech. One other side note, by the way, about this NBC analysis, which I've never watched before. And it has, um, what's her name? Their their big lefty on, um, on MSNBC who has her big show, Billy. Her name rhymes with Maddow. Thank you, Rachel Maddow. That's correct. She kind of leads this thing. Joy Reid, my God, is there. So is Lawrence O'Donnell and a couple other people I can't name. If For people that think that Fox News is in the bag for Republicans or in the bag for Trump, and I think you can debate that. It certainly leans to the right unabashedly. These folks make Sean Hannity look like Walter Cronkite. I'm not kidding. You listen to them talk and the terms they use, the the way they describe the situation. These people are so deep in the bag for Biden and the Dems. It is uh, it's shocking. There is the, Fox is not the answer to this. Fox, as far right as you think Fox may be, it's not even close to what's going on on the NBC debate analysis there led by Rachel Maddow. It was it was shocking to me, honestly, how, how far left 
and how absolutely critical they were of all things Trump, not in the way that you and I criticize him on air, which, you know, I'm happy to do the skepticism about the comments he makes. I'm happy to call him out when he says things that are bonkers, like I would have negotiated the Civil War. This is different than that. This is like fire and brimstone. It's an apocalypse out there kind of conversations uh, from people who are ostensibly uh, news people. That's kind of a big deal. So the question I think that remains from this is Chris Christie's out. Iowa's going to happen in, what, about five days. New Hampshire isn't far behind. Now, New Hampshire, not a caucus. It's a primary. Um, Haley trails Trump in a couple different polls by single digits, as little as like seven points in one of them, 32, 39. Christie was polling above 10. Christie was polling at about 12 points. And most of the polling shows that about two-thirds of his support were Haley as a second choice voters, just based, and again, it's all polling, so take it for what it's worth. But there is a real possibility here that his exit of this race is going to result in Haley having a potential shot at winning New Hampshire. I'm not telling you she's going to win New Hampshire. I'm telling you it's a potential. One thing that kind of got that a little goofed up, though, was had Chris Christie come out and endorsed Haley, and there's still time on the clock for that, I think that's a more likely outcome. But instead, if you guys didn't hear this, and Billy, I can't remember if we got any of this sound or not, there was a hot mic moment there. Like when he's getting ready to take the stage to say Donald Trump is the devil and I'm not running anymore, he gets caught on mic saying some things about Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, neither of which are very complimentary. Billy, I can't remember. Did I ask you to pull that? Did you do that? on? Okay, play, play what was, I don't think, Chris Christie intended this to be recorded, and yet this has become part of the story. Like that? Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, she spent $68 million so far, just on TV. Spent $68 million so far, $59 million by DeSantis, and we spent twelve. I mean, who's punching above their weight, and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked, and you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She's still 20 points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And he's, gonna, he's still going to carry out, right? Yes. Always. I, t- you know, I talked to De- DeSantis called me, petrified so that I would. He's probably getting out of Iowa. Listen, some of those words, you just got to be aware when you're talking to the media. I'm capable of making this mistake myself, by the way. I've only been burned one time by the media, and it's one of those one and done. Uh, she was an incredibly lefty reporter and still a very activist lefty reporter but she ended up uh, printing in her story some of the text messages we exchanged about a case or a topic or something that's never happened before without anybody ever um, getting my consent so they're done he's got to know better than that and it makes me wonder if he was either reckless about it or didn't care about it hey one sec folks point of personal privilege here my son is asking me something yes we're on the air graham right now you are I lo- okay. <laughs> he came by to say goodbye. Do great things at school. I love you. I'll pick you up after school. Okay, buddy? Water. Water, buddy. Love you. Do great things. See you, buddy. Sorry about that. That's just how it happens when you're a dad and you're doing the radio from not in the studio. So I got a couple boys heading out the door, and I always just want to wish them well. Um, on the Chris Christie thing, Those comments kind of take some of the wind out of the sail for Nikki Haley, who I think if she wins New Hampshire, does it make a difference? I don't know. 
I don't know that it matters. The debate last night between DeSantis and and Haley and Billy's got some sound for that. Does it? I'm not. We're going to play it, of course. But does that debate matter? And does it change now that Christie is out of it? Like I think Chris Christie getting out of this race gives Haley an inside track to potentially upending Trump in New Hampshire. And he's horrified by it. You can tell that because of all the anti-Haley ads that have been running. If she wins in New Hampshire, is that it? Is that the crack? Is that the fissure in there that causes people to reevaluate who the Republican nominee is? I want to believe that we can have an honest competition through the rest of the primary. But I'm not sure it matters. She wins New Hampshire, then what? Then we're going to, what, South Carolina after that? That's her home state. If she doesn't win South Carolina, isn't the narrative from Trump? She can't even win the state she was a two-time governor from. So I don't know. Or is this the momentum builder? Let's pretend for a moment, for purpose of this, that this is a real opportunity uh, here. Could you support Nikki Haley for president of the United States, for nominee for president of the United States, knowing she's going to take down Biden by 17 points if the latest poll is accurate? 303-696-1971. Dwayne from Divide, you're on 710. What do you think, Dwayne? Oh, good morning, sir. Good morning. Um, well, I look at it this way. Chris Christie should have just taken his two-foot hoagie and take his slime ball to see a puss attitude and get the hell out of the race a long time ago. He was just there to be ugly and didn't really prove anything. Haley doesn't have a shot in New Hampshire. I don't believe she'll get Does she not have points. a shot? I mean, if she, if you believe any of the last two polls that have her within single digits, they would suggest she has a shot. And if it's true that two-thirds of Christie's supporters um, approve of Haley as their second choice, what if she wins? Does it make any difference to you? If she wins New Hampshire, is that just an anomaly? Is that a blip? I don't, I, like I say, I, I believe she will lose by at least eight points, tag it wow. down, and we'll go from there. Uh, wow. Trump's got too much momentum. And with the situation down in Georgia with Fani and her $695,000 boyfriend running all over wow. the world right now, but that situation, you haven't spoken about that. I believe that Trump's yeah. momentum is just going to build here. Uh, Christie's got too many issues right now with the fact she uh, has made millions post being governor and hanging out with people. Haley. Haley's Haley, made uh, yeah, millions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm sorry. So. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's like I don't see too many people jumping up and down for her. And poor uh, Mr. DeSantis, a really wonderful man, I really believe that he's probably one of the finest people that could ever be met on this earth. And his wife as well has just no power with the audiences to get anywhere. And I really, if I had my choice, it would have been DeSantis, uh, Bakswami there together. I think that would have been a very powerful ticket at one time. But. DeSantis never hit the keys. He never hit the right spot to get anywhere. Well, I agree with you on that. I think in the postmortem on this, and there's going to be a postmortem on Ron DeSantis because he's going to get crushed in Iowa. And if he takes third in Iowa, if he takes third after all that investment, I think it's over. He has a Chris Christie speech coming up here in the next uh, week or so. Um, but but having said that, when you say you think that the DeSantis Ramaswamy ticket would have been the winner one, t talk about that at all. Talk about Vivek as a VP guy, because maybe Trump's considering him. Well, I, I believe he should. Um, the situation I see, Ramaswamy has the biggest issue that he's not going to um, take in with the evangelicals, uh, and I think a lot of people are just you know I don't want to say this wrongly, but. The little brown man is not something that a lot of evangelicals are going to jump through hoops for. 
I like his, uh, his beliefs, his commentary. He's very uh, Donald-esque as far as policy goes without all the hyperbole and, you know, nuclear bombs that go off around Donald Trump. He, he's also got a – he's willing to go down the road of some of the, the real sensitive points with the grassroots that uh, touch upon some of the conspiracy stuff here and there, whether it's, hey, I want to tell the truth about January the 6th or some of that. In fact, hang on for a minute, Dwayne. Billy, you've, you've got that thing queued up, the sound from his commercial. Yeah, pl- play that and we'll get Dwayne to react. I'm Vivek Ramaswamy, and I approve this message. The mainstream media is trying to rig the Iowa GOP caucus in favor of the corporate candidates who they can control. Don't fall for their trick. They don't want you to hear from me about the truth of what really happened on January 6th, the truth about the COVID origin, the Hunter Biden laptop story, and everything else they have lied to you about. So you can fix that. Take your remote and turn this off. What do you think of that, Dwayne? When you listen to that, and you're a Vivek Lycan guy for VP, what do you hear that you like? Well, I like the fact he's got a spine for one, and that he's at least sitting there bringing things up. Going a little bit too conspiratorial for me on a few options there, but at least he knows what buttons to hit. I mean, the Democrats have already got everything figured out. Insurrectionist, he's a dictator. They've already got their plans to go with what they're going to say. And I could not believe that people are going to sit there and follow along with this, but they will. But after what Hunter, Tom, uh, what Hunter Thompson, yeah, whatever Hunter <laughs> Biden did yesterday at the uh, similar, similar uh, at Congress, I mean, you know, if anybody had the cojones to sit there and step in, Thompson was the only other guy that would sit there with all those people and give that look. But between Fami uh, there in Georgia and Hunter Little Thing, I believe Trump right now is going to get a second wind that's going to just push him along faster than the decompression in that Alaska Airlines plane. So as far as wind goes. <laughs> Dwayne, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Dwayne's line is open at 303-696-1971. What do you think about that? Is this is a foregone conclusion like all of this is just a huge distraction from what is bound to happen, and that is Trump is going to steamroll his way through the primary. Now, as an aside, you remember there are certain extremist portions of the Republican Party here in Colorado that want to hijack the primary and simply anoint uh, President Trump as the nominee rather than have him go through the process of earning it. That doesn't sound particularly American to me or particularly Republican, which because we're the party of iron sharpens iron. Uh, I don't just don't know of any other engagements where we would look and say, well, we know who's going to win. So let's not have the battle. Let's just give someone the trophy. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me, but in New Hampshire, they're not going to do that. And in New Hampshire, my guess is there's going to be a new poll that comes out today, or they're probably in the field today, right now. And in the field is the term they use for when they start hitting people on their cell phones or wherever else to get these polls. My guess is they're in the field today, maybe tomorrow, a two-day spread, and sometime either tomorrow or Saturday, maybe they wait till Monday for news, I don't know. But we're going to get a new poll that shows what does New Hampshire look like in a post-Christie campaign world. And I think I think it's going to benefit Nikki Haley and maybe I mean, this would be the big explosive news. And of course, all the mainstream media left leaning legacy types would make this the the lead story for days. And that would be Nikki Haley leading Trump in New Hampshire. If that's true from polling, expect that to lead the news. Of course, we're going to talk about it on Monday when it happens. But that's my sense of where this thing is going. And if Nikki Haley wins New Hampshire. 
and they go to South Carolina, where she was governor, and she can pull off some kind of, whether it's an upset or win a very close second. First off, by the time they get to South Carolina, I don't think Ron DeSantis is in the race anymore. I'm not convinced, by the way, Ron DeSantis stays in the race for the New Hampshire primary. If he comes in third place or a very distant second next week in Iowa, it is over. Uh, There's just simply no reason for him to hang on anymore. And who does he endorse? I mean, Chris Christie said, I'm not endorsing anyone. I'm just going to crap talk him. But who does Ron DeSantis endorse? I, I don't know. But I don't think it's Nikki Haley. Pretty positive it ain't Nikki Haley. If if there's some other future for Ron DeSantis in politics, I don't think it's endorsing Nikki Haley in this particular particular election cycle. I'm just not sure. I, I don't know how this thing turns out. But we are starting to see the field whittled down to just two. And my prediction is by the time we get to South Carolina, it is a Donald Trump, Nikki Haley universe. Does Vivek self-fund him, you know, his way into hanging around and never being on the stage, but always nipping at people's heels on social media? Maybe. Maybe he could be that guy. But this is going to be a Donald Trump, Nikki Haley universe in this time next week. This time next week is my best guess. And I'm not an expert on this. Uh, I'm just guessing based on what I'm seeing. We'll play some sound from the DeSantis-Haley thing. I'd love to get your thoughts on who had the better of it, and does it matter? Does it matter, or is this thing over, as we've talked about periodically for many, many months now? 303-696-1971. We're going to cut away for a break. Not before I tell you about something called UltraCur. UltraCur, and it's spelled a little funny because it has like an umlaut, the two periods above the U there. Uh, Ultra Kurt is a product Billy and I have taken, and not just for one day, two day, three days. We've taken this thing for weeks. It is a product that is based on curcumin, a specialized formula that is patented. It's all natural. It's an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory. It, there's a whole bunch of health benefits that I can't run through in the short time that I have, but you can find them out by going to getultranow.com, get ultra now.com while you're sitting around right now waiting for us to come back from the break just google it just take a look at it and see this curcumin stuff i don't know why i didn't know about this before this stuff is kind of magic in a way but these folks have figured out a way to amplify its benefits through this patented thing you can go get a three-day free free three-day sample to try this thing out at your natural grocers you just got to find the vitamin manager in fact you must find the vitamin manager to get this free sample you can get a free sample, too. Nobody knows this off the website, but I'm telling you, you can get another free sample for a loved one so that they can try it out, too. My guess is, like everybody else, you're going to experience some benefits, and like half of everybody else, you'll experience them within less than 48 hours, and then you'll go get the rest of the stuff. Check them out at getultranow.com, but go to that natural grocers and ask the vitamin manager for your free three-day sample. When we come back, it's going to be you, me, the text, George Brockler, 710-KNUS. And anyone who is unwilling to say that he is unfit to be president of the United States is unfit themselves to be president of the United States. And it's clear to me tonight that there isn't a path for me to win the nomination, which is why I'm suspending my campaign tonight for president of the United States. 
George Brockler back with you, 710 KNUS. That's Chris Christie yesterday suspending his campaign. There will be a measurable impact on the New Hampshire primary. We don't know what it is yet. If Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina and former ambassador under President Trump to the United Nations, if she's able to pull this thing off and win, does it matter? Does it make any difference? Is it the big game changer or is it just an anomaly that is New Hampshire? Uh, Some folks here texting in. Jesus was probably a little brown man. Come on, man. That's, I think, a reference to uh, to Dwayne Cullen in. Here's another Vivek put out video saying that he thinks Ron DeSantis is going to run with Nikki Haley as her vice president and that they're going to team up to try to take out Trump. Remember, Vivek right now and infinitely smarter than I am, younger, richer, more successful, all the things I need to say to acknowledge that he's just a better human being than I am. But he's guessing, man, and he's guessing for purposes of trying to gin up support and interest. At this point, he has to know there is zero chance he's going to be the Republican nominee. He's likely known that since the moment he got in the race. But in a Trump-like fashion, I'm not sure his continued presence in this race is for the purposes of becoming president. Guy has, in a short period of time, elevated his name ID to a stratospheric level in terms of American politics. Think about this. Six, seven, eight months ago, did you know who the hell Vivek Ramaswamy was? I didn't. I didn't know who he was. This cat is now in conversations with real legitimate candidates for president, and he's not going away. This guy's smart enough to play a long game. And that long game is whether it's in the Trump administration, which I could see something like that happening, or to play for four years down the road. This guy's not going anywhere. He's got one point kajillion people following him on Twitter now. That's legit influence right there. But uh, this stuff about Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley are going to team up. Could it happen? Sure. Do I think it's going to happen? They sure don't like each other. Now, some folks are going to say, whoa, 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 go back to 1980, Brockler. Take a look at Mr. Voodoo Economics guy, uh, George W. Bush, thundering away at uh, Ronald Reagan. They ended up partnering up for two hugely successful terms from 81 to 89 followed by bush becoming president until january of 93 all true all true so could it happen yes do i think it's going to happen no and if desantis doesn't come out and endorse haley i don't think it happens but again i don't know i mean some folks have said we had this conversation a little bit ago do you remember it was um people speculating that maybe Haley would be Trump's running mate. And then, of course, Trump's son came out and said, I, over my dead body, or I'll have a word on that, or I'll choke someone out, or something like that. I will take money from Russians, or something. Um, I, I don't think that's going to happen either. I don't think a Trump-Haley ticket makes a lot of sense, and not for her either. Um, you know, she popped smoke as ambassador, what, a couple years into this thing? I think she could see the writing on the wall and thought, maybe I don't want to get penced here and wear all the downside of being associated with Trump. And, oh, by the way, he hates you, too, which now she just has the hate part of it. So, I don't know, 303-696-1971. They ended up being on the stage yesterday for this Iowa debate, and it was just the two of them, DeSantis and Haley. Billy has found some sound. It's kind of a compilation of what they've said. Did you watch it? Anybody, did anybody out there watch this thing? I didn't. I had friends that did. They texted me while I was at the Avs game. Hey, are you watching this? 
Uh, no, I, I wasn't watching it. Some folks thought DeSantis did better than he had done, strongest case yet. And yet a couple of the people that texted me were like, I still think Haley got the better of him. And that's what the Drudge Poll Report thing says if you go to Drudge.com as well. Billy, can you play what you've got so far? To pursue his issues. Nikki Haley's running to pursue her donors' issues. I'm running to pursue your issues. So what we're going to do is rather than have him go and tell you all these lies, you can go to DeSantisLies.com. It will cover the fact that he's only mad about the donors because the donors used to be with him, but they're no longer with him now. And that's because he's upset about the fact that his his campaign is exploding. The difference between uh, Nikki Haley and me, you know, I listened to all that litany of stuff. You know, I debated the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Um, you know, I thought he lied a lot. Uh, man, Nikki Haley may, gives him a run for his money, and she may even be more liberal than Gavin Newsom is. I wish Donald Trump was up here on this stage. He's the one that I'm running against. He's the one that I wish would be here. He needs to be defending his record. Do not trust Nikki Haley with illegal immigration. That's like having the fox guard the hen house. She's weak on immigration. She's bankrolled by people who want open borders. And she said there shouldn't be a limit on immigration. You should work with corporate CEOs. We have to realize my parents came here illegally. They came the right way 50 years ago. They put in the time. They put in the price. They are offended by what's happening on the border. But let me tell you why Ukraine should matter. First of all, I don't think we should give cash to any country, friend or foe, because you can't follow it. You can't hold it accountable. I don't think we need to put troops on the ground. And Ukrainians want to win this themselves. But dictators always say, always do. Do what they say they're going to do. This is the UN way of thinking that we're somehow globalists and we have unlimited resources to do. You know, I think here's the problem. You can take the ambassador out of the United Nations, but you can't take the United Nations out of the ambassador. Do you believe Governor Haley is sufficiently pro-life? I, I think she's been confused on the issue. I think she's trying to speak to different groups with different things. But when she says things like pro-lifers need to stop talking about uh, throwing women in jail, that's a trope. No one I've ever met thinks that that's something that's appropriate. These fellas don't know how to talk about abortion. I've said over and over again, the Democrats put fear in women on abortion and Republicans have used judgment. And the tropes that you want to talk about, you keep saying, where is anybody talking about putting a woman in jail or giving her the death penalty? South Carolina. There is legislation right now that would put a woman in jail if she got an abortion. Thank you, Governor. That's why I say Thank that. You. What do you admire about Governor Haley? Well, look, I mean, I think that, um, you know, at the United Nations, um, I did think that she she spoke out strongly on some key issues. And I appreciated that. I also appreciate uh, the state of South Carolina. Governor Haley, what do you admire about Governor DeSantis? I think he's been a good governor. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That is a great compilation that Billy's got there of the debate that took place yesterday on the stage there for Iowa. Just DeSantis, just Haley. Did you watch it? What are your takeaways from that? 303-696-1971. Is this it for Ron DeSantis? I mean, a week from now, are we talking about uh, the campaign that just never seemed to get off the ground? Or does he have a new birth of life here and spirit after Iowa you're asking me to bet, man, I think Ron's done. And it's not because of his performance yesterday. There, there's something about whoever managed his campaign, and maybe it's candidate-driven, and we should talk about that too. They just couldn't ever find their footing. They never capitalized on the momentum they had before he announced, which is crazy because he has been such a great governor. I, I 
We can talk about that, too. Listen, we got Joan on the line, some others calling in at 303-696-1971. Let's cut away for a break first and then come back. We'll have more time to chat with you before we get to that 8 o'clock hour when we'll be joined by the Assistant Minority Leader for the General Assembly's House. That's a Republican. Her name's Rose Puglisi, friend of the show. We'll talk to her about what the Democrats have revealed. You know, later today, folks, 11 a.m., State of the State address by a guy named Jared Polis. Uh, I'm not sure what he's going to pitch, but my guess is ain't none of it good for you or for me as he continues to try to develop whatever traction he needs to be a viable candidate in 2026. Uh, it'll be interesting, but that's at 11 a.m. We'll get a chance to talk about that, and we'll get some sound from that tomorrow. Hey, a guy out there who's doing great work on behalf of those who just simply can't fight hard enough for themselves, and that's Dan Kaplis, who stands up for victims on a day-to-day basis inside courtrooms all over the state of Colorado. He and Babar Wahid, his partner, and they have a great team that's around them. I don't want you to get the feeling it's just two guys in a, in a room. First off, Dan's offices are fantastic, super modern, fantastic setup in terms of being, you can tell, and I'm a guy that's done a lot of trial work, you can tell these are guys that are focused on setting up an office in a way that not only allows them to have the conversations they need to have with victims and the clients that they represent, but they have these places set up where they can have the, the depositions that drive a lot of civil litigation. A lot of people think that the courtroom is the end-all, be-all, the trial for holding insurance companies accountable. That could be it. And, of course, no one's better than Dan in the courtroom. I mean, just the proven track record and the multimillion-dollar verdicts after multimillion-dollar verdicts. Yes. But a lot of folks don't realize that most of these cases get settled out. And if you're going to bring the insurance company to its knees, to the reality of you need to make my client whole, depositions kind of drive that whole conversation. When you get witnesses and you get experts on the record and you get an expert cross-examiner, an expert examiner like Dan Kaplis, that information shows up in something called a transcript. That transcript becomes a fact. It is an issue that insurance companies dread, and that is, oh, my gosh, you've locked my client down or whoever they're insured into this horrific story that has just now been disproven by Dan or Bobber. That's the other way to do it. A lot of folks can't do that. A lot of folks just don't have the repetitions, the experience, and the expertise that Dan does. Call him up if you need him, 303-770-5551. Yet you could go with someone else who shows up on a train or a bus or a billboard But that's where their focus is, is in trying to bring business in the door through trains, buses, and billboards. Not this guy. This guy is as word of mouth as anything. And I'm just proud to talk for him because he used to be my boss 100 years ago. 303-770-5551. DanCaplisLaw.com. Caplis is C-A-P-L-I-S. DanCaplisLaw.com. When we come back, Joan, you, me, texts, other calls, George Brockler, 710, KNUS. Hey, George Brockner back with you here. Finishing up the 7 o'clock hour before we get to Assistant Minority Leader Rose Puglisi from uh, something called the General Assembly. They all got back into business, air quotes on business. Uh, yesterday, State of the State address from Governor Polis this morning at 11 a.m. That'll be a great conversation. Let me tell you about 2024 from the aspect of dude stuff, right? You may be at a place in life where you've noticed you just have a little bit of less of a spring in your step. Maybe you don't have the energy or the drive to go get that workout. I think about this stuff all the time. The sleep is off. You just don't feel like you. 
it is a natural part of life for men to go through periods of time where maybe that testosterone level, which is so critically important, is just lower than it should be. Well, it doesn't have to stay that way. This isn't the 1700s. You can call up Rocky Mountain Men's Clinic and uh, get a solution. And that solution is life-changing in a positive way. Now, they have a quiz on their website, Rocky uh, RockyMountainMensClinic.com, RockyMountainMensClinic.com. Ten questions, true, false. It's uh, like takes you less than two minutes. And then what that answer, if it leads you to setting up an appointment, here's the thing. It's only a $99 appointment as it is, but they will give you that towards a credit towards the actual service that they provide. They'll do the low T stuff. They'll do the PSA stuff. They'll do anything that they can regarding these issues for men to help put them in a position to better enjoy their lives. Call them today. So it, it, it's just a phone call. Ask all the questions you want. 720-440-7900. 720-440-7900. Tell them George told you to call. Let's go right to the phone lines at 303-696-1971. It's Joan on 710. Joan, how are you? Um, I'm doing okay. How are you? Just okay? I mean, what's the deal? Normally you're uh, on cloud nine. Oh, there's lots of things happening. Um, dogs dying. Um, oh, no. Oh, Joan. Have, that, that's the worst. I'm so sorry. In I'm so sorry. Ecuador. There's, there's lots of things going on. Um, <clears throat> I am <clears throat> calling to tell you I don't think um, Nikki Haley will win in New Hampshire. Really? Okay, talk um, about that. Well, I just um, think that probably Ron DeSantis will come out ahead of her in Iowa. Um, people in Iowa are very aware of East Coast influences, and if she's running ahead in, in New Hampshire, they'll probably stick it to her. Um, Who, who's going to stick it to her? I don't understand that. Who will stick it to her? New Hampshireites? No, Iowans. She's already told. She's already told New Hampshire they have to correct what Iowa has is going to do. I saw that. I thought that was an unforced error on her part, for sure. Uh, That was a comment that she made. I think she thought she was in a safe space too. Um, Do you think that DeSantis is second place in Iowa, and if so, by how much? And does it matter? Is he done next week? I think he'll be second place, and I think he'll beat Haley by maybe two points. Um, I think that everybody who knows anything that will know that it'll be historical in Iowa. I'm pretty sure that Trump will come in at least with 50%, if not 52%. What if he doesn't? What if he comes in at less than 50%? Does it mean anything? No. He will come in with a very high thing but i'm just telling you i think it will be historic it won't make any it could it, it could be but, but but if for some reason more than 50 percent of republican caucus goers say we'd like somebody other than trump is that a sign no not a message at all if trump loses new hampshire is that a sign i don't <laughs> you know i listen to you and you go and if this happens, and if this happens, and if this happens, and I'm sitting here going, but none of that's going to happen. And on top of that, we're looking at what's happening in Georgia with his trial melting down 
like there's no tomorrow and the corruption. What do you, what do you mean there. the trial's melting down? Joan, what do you mean the trial's melting down in Georgia? I'm missing something. Yeah, you're missing that the um, GA um, gave um, $763 million to her special prosecutor boyfriend. So you you think that means the trial's going to melt down? It's not going to happen. Yes, I absolutely believe it's going to melt down and not well, going to happen. I, I'm I understand the the conspiracy theory aspect of this, but why would it derail a prosecution? What does it have to do with the merits of the case? Uh, well, one of the things is that they have an invoice, and the invoice is for the special special prosecutor going to the Washington White House to talk. Um, so okay, uh, I, listen, those see? are those are important things to uncover, but no, what does see? that have to do with the with the facts of the case? You're talking about the motives because for prosecution. They are they are making a case for Rico, which nobody has ever do, does for Rico because Rico was a mob scene thing and if you make a case yeah. for Rico on Trump, you're going to have to she, make a case for Rico with um, yeah, Joan, Biden. Th- and thanks for the call. Child. Thanks for the call, Joan. We're out of time. Real quickly, though, she did it for the school district out there, too, so not just the mob. Hey, stick around. Rose Puglisi, when we come back, George Brock, we're 710, KNUS.